Welcome back to the Random Horror Show. I am your horror podcast hostess, Keisha Lacey, and thank you for joining me for this wonderful podcast. And I got a special treat for y'all. And what if I asked you that question? When you come back to your hometown, close to your birthday, and you receive a beautiful amethyst necklace but this necklace holds power secrets and evil inside of it Ooh, i'm talking about the brother's curse brother's curse saga book by christine germain she is a wonderful wonderful horror writer and i am so pleased to be reviewing her book but of course, here at the Random Horror Show, where we be commentating, being silly, goofy, random, and just just throw it out there and going off on tangents. But we come back to the main point in horror, science fiction, fantasy, cult classics, and the obscure in movies, television shows, and books. And this first novel of Miss Germain is. A powerhouse of like horror unimagined and it just just great pleasure of just reviewing um, this book and there is three books out um, also not only I'll be going over the brother's curse but the second book also like after this podcast if we get through with the brother's curse but let's get started well, our main protagonist, Chris, Crystal Francois, she comes back home <clears throat> before her birthday. Um, after leaving off for a year, her parents are brutally murdered, and it is an unsolved mystery. So, not only that she's focusing on her studies in New York, but she is still dealing with the loss of her parents being found like gruesomely just brutally murdered and she has a sister named Alexandria who is staying in a Lake Falls View Lakeview Falls excuse me that is a hard kind of a tongue twister but Lakeview Falls has a very interesting history about this town and this town has a lot a lot of unsettling very unnerving um, past so this town is is in uh, Michigan it has a lot of things I mean from unsolved murders cold cases but a lot of these murders consist of young men around the age of 18 and 25 Um, unexplainably they have been flayed now who fillets the victims like that could it be a madman could it be a serial killer but we'll find out later on in the book 
So Crystal is back home. Um, she does not like surprise parties. She meets up with Gabby, one of her friends. So Crystal has like a really great like support group. She has like wonderful friends. She also has a boyfriend named John. John loves her to the moon and back. She loves, loves, loves John also. But quite frankly, she comes back and she noticed that John is not answering his phone. She's like, wait up, hold him up. Wait a minute now, now what's up with homeboy what's up a homeboy but she's a little bit pissed off because of the way how he's been acting so she's just like whatever but then she meets a mysterious stranger that happens to be in one of the next door neighbor's houses um his name is jason jason is good looking beautiful emerald green eyes i mean he is like sexy like james dean sexy coming out the house and everything else and he meets crystal crystal is taken back of all his like hot hunky handsomeness he explains that like hey i'm across the street you know what i'm saying my uncle he you know dipped out of town i'm just watching his house but with the girls alexandria and crystal they're thinking to themselves that's a little odd because their neighbor never mentioned about family and you find out that their next door neighbor across the street number neighbor excuse me is a single kid you know single child he's all been alone by himself um living across the street from the francois and that this mysterious man named jason just happens to be inhabiting his house for the moment so that's kind of a little bit odd right there and everything so they just brush it off and stuff well sadly like one of the deputies who happens to be gabby's boyfriend he picks up a cake for crystal of course like i said crystal do not like surprise birthday parties and she does not like them at all but this is close to her birthday and they want to make sure to cheer up because of all the events that happened last year with her parents and her uh moving off to college and he is he is murdered and so he did not meet them up at the dap at the diner <clears throat> excuse me while they were um giving crystal this big huge surprise birthday party now trey is crystal's best friend and he just adores the hell out of her they've been like boom coons um aces ever since they were little kids and everything um there is a university there lakeview falls um university where a lot of them um go and attend um college now there is a professor um in this uh, particular uh, college that teaches a course on demonology trey loves this class because he's very intensely like engrossed about demons there is a clue right there of why this professor is here in lakeview falls and happens to be dating crystal and alex's aunt jacqueline ooh, ooh, ooh. so they meet up there was a phone call at the end of like what happened to gabby's boyfriend they get there and on the scene and it was really heartbreaking for gabby to lose the man the love of her life 
now um they have the funeral and gabby um blames everything on crystal crystal is distraught because she couldn't believe that her her friend would just go through the links because she could feel the tension and the emotions like within this um part of the um book then the scene of where gabby just unleashes everything i mean she is you know in pain she's dealing with the loss of her the love of her life and that she feels that crystal is the one to blame and of course you know we all know that how people will find anything anybody any who to like blame something on a person where it was actually beyond their control but unfortunately there is two shape-shifting demons that are out to get crystal and crystal receives a gift from aunt jacqueline um it is a amethyst stone is very beautiful and everything and this was uh you know given to her like a week before her birthday so she's like wow this is gorgeous you know she tells him like you know this is like from your mother keep it safe keep it on you and things like that well jacqueline is holding some secrets back from crystal um she does not know that her family bloodline are the courtiers and so it dates back from decades and centuries of the courtiers who uh possess this necklace and i'm going to get into that into the second segment as we talk about the second book and jacqueline is just trying to just keep the face you know she's just trying to keep face and you know not disappoint crystal like really really telling her because really it was actually um crystal's mother that's supposed to tell her the whole secret of the why uh their their family is is very important of why they um hear why they live in lakeview falls so it has a lot of like great mystery behind that right there so well mr john and everything is trying to explain himself of why you know he has been kind of absent you know with the crystal crystal tries to call him you know they get into a big argument at the um at the gravesite um you know and she also is very distraught because you know she's like i can't believe my boyfriend's doing this i don't want to see him again you know i don't want to hear his explanation or his excuses so mr jason is like doing his job his mission what is his mission his mission is to kill crystal on her 25th birthday dip her blood in the necklace because this necklace hold a very large presence of evil which is his father mastema and 24 other shape-shifting demons and his mission fails it really does because guess what he falls in love with crystal um jason is a half human half um you know shape-shifting demon and he was actually born 200 years before you know crystal was ever thought of she wasn't even really thought of <laughs> for real but there's another brother that's on the loose 
and quite frankly this brother have always been around crystal but so we are like trying to figure out who is the other brother brother we know that jason is the brother that is on the mission to kill crystal now he has actually fallen in love with her and he is like struggling with that because he's just like i can't believe that some this girl right here this beautiful girl um she is the key of unleashing my father and all of his lieges his liege and you know his legion of art you know shape-shifting demons to take over the world and we also be going to be reunited with him but change of plans because now jason is more of i'm going to make sure i'm gonna save her i'm going to make sure that you know whatever comes you know i gotta stop my brother and it's so funny like who the brother is because it's it keeps you like in the dark who the other brother is until you find out a lot of chapters ahead i mean you know ahead that the brother has actually been crystal's ex-boyfriend in high school before she got with john and you just like what the hell because there was a conversation in the library where trey her best friend because he is so engrossed with learning about demons and he took the professor's class that he goes to a wiccan um occult shop and he asked about the book and there's the very big importance of with the book and everything so the shopkeeper hands him the book she leaves town immediately now i'm going to tell this right here she has a really huge importance in the second book and everything so when it comes down to like finding out what the hell is going on and this necklace and everything crystal is very upset because now it's like what the hell am i into like i i don't get it she's like i mean she i'm not gonna understand crystal's like disappointment in her aunt i mean she really snatched the edges off her aunt when she got into with with her aunt i mean she was pissed off beyond pissivity and i don't blame crystal for feeling like that because guess what she was thrown into something she didn't ask for she didn't she thought like this wonderful beautiful necklace was you know sentimental coming from her late mother that it actually is just uh, uh, something to hold a whole bunch of nasty gross like shape-shifting demons you know i mean i was like i feel i feel you on that crystal i really feel you on your feelings about all of this and everything so when crystal finds out that jason is actually a shape-shifting demon she was like jesus christ you know i am still calling like with my boyfriend john but then i'm madly just in love and, and just enticed by jason because it was like this was not something that was supposed to happen especially particular with jason of him just deviating from the mission and falling in love with the girl that he's supposed to kill and release his father and all of his like legions of demons so you have like a really thick thick plot twist you have like some romance with it too there's like 
another character in here she she's also a big importance um her name is grandmother tilly um she's the old old lady that comes out and you know and warns sheriff mills when they found two other bodies on the road that you know they need to get away they need to you know stop all this because i'm warning y'all it's gonna be some bad shit happening if you keep poking poking your nose um sheriff mills is a very interesting character um he has like all the pressure of (laughs) a lot of counties and he's getting a really extremely bad rap um especially with his police department because there's been so many murders that has been happening in and out in and out that they feel that you know that sheriff mills is incompetent like he cannot run his you know police team and also keep the citizens safe in lake views falls so he has a lot of pressure with that he has two sons justin and philip justin happens to be one of the deputies also um derek yin is alexandria's boyfriend and he's also on the deputy you know he's one of the deputies with lakeview falls so you have a lot of that like police work you have like these friends i mean you can feel like so many emotions with all of these characters there's characters that you love there's characters that gets on your damn nerves like victoria there's characters um in here um particularly one i would love for you to read this because there is one character i could not stand his ass i'm going to say this i'm very neutral with his death (laughs) but i'm like damn well bro sorry you know what i'm saying sorry sorry charlie like that but this book right here it has like the raw emotions of like all of your characters you can instantly just be drawn to these characters you can instantly relate to these um these people because if you grew up in a small town um you know you have like your your friends and things like that and even though they all have graduated y'all have went off to college or you start working you know you get married you um getting engaged and things like that you can have you have that instant relation of with them of like how i mean even if it doesn't have to take a place in a small town you still like feel that 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 you know that connection with them um also this book does not really take place in a timeline of like 2022 or 2021 this is actually like three years um into the future and that what stuck out to me about this is that it's not a book like okay it's still in our current in our current time but this is like a couple of years like three or four years within the future because it has a very um importance of why um this book takes place in 2025 because you got to pay attention to the dates of this so you go oh oh okay i see why um the biggest like thing i love about it is that mr main actually like I'm just gonna say it Miss Jermaine in the beginning of the book 
she describes shapeshifter demons. Now, we do have books, things like that, that actually have uh, talked about uh, their their character or like the villain or, or supernatural or whatever like that. Um, sometimes we have to put it like two and two together, like, oh, okay, so we can figure out through the book. But she actually is direct um, of explaining what a shape-shifting demon is so we can be ready for that action to see some shapeshifter demon um, uh, shit in this book and I'm telling you it is literally macabre the gore is beautiful I mean it does not let up one bit in this book now you do have a little bit of okay breaks but this is like the beginning of this saga and also the prologue and everything like i said pay attention to the dates okay pay attention to the dates um in this book um she describes like their father mastema and like when you read it you're just like oh my gosh like this mastema dude is just he's he's shit he's like this dude's like better than freddy krugel uh, more vicious than uh <laughs> Michael Myers. I mean, shit. I mean, he even make Pinhead, and Pinhead is one of my favorite villains. He makes Pinhead look like shit, look like small potatoes and everything. Cause Mastema is like a badass motherfucker in this damn book. He's gonna be coming through real strong. With the quickness. I mean, you tell my Massimo is cold. He colder than a fan. He colder than a polar bear toenail in the second book. And when I'm going to dip into that and everything in the second segment. But damn. I mean, you get that uh, uh, that intro about who Massimo is. And you just like, ooh, I can't wait. I can't wait to like to meet Mastema. I can't wait to like meet these like twin, um, you know, half human demon brothers and stuff. Ooh, but I really do like their prologue and you know, it sets the mood, it sets the pacing, it sets everything up. So you as a reader is not gonna be sitting there flipping back and getting confused or, or you're like, I don't understand this part. So it's she's really setting you up for you to like just be voraciously you know in just entertained to be scared to laugh to cry to be in total fright to where you, it's nothing but a page turner where you're going to have to like take like a, a 10 15 minute break to get you some water you may need to smoke a cigarette and you may have to roll you up a blunt or take you a, a gummy or something because <laughs> this is like this is like one of those saga books this is the first book that it didn't disappoint me at all it really didn't and it's very uh, great to like you know this is her uh, debut novel and it's really, really great to like read a you know this book to where you just like gimme, give gimme, give gimme give more, more, more. This is not the end of what's 
like the end of everything now i'm just letting y'all know she does not disappoint with the kills she does not even disappoint like with the description of how uh, i feel so bad for like trey um trey was caught by uh, the other demon and oh my gosh poor baby poor trey i mean he oh my god you just gotta read it it's it's gruesome it is literally gruesome how trey was captured and treated and it is oh my heart still breaks for trey it really do in this um first book and and she does not let up whatsoever because she's giving you the real deal of how these demons are how they flay their victims the victims like i said they are mostly they're men and this is how they shape shift their um you know their physical features to fit in and of course when they shed or they get ready to like leave that vessel they go and kill out you know kill another young man and um instead of like the usual of like you have female victims um and mostly in horror books and horror uh movies and stuff like that you have young men and i was like okay this is a this is a real like interesting one right there because a lot of times you know sometimes like when people write horror and they particularly like have like a supernatural creature or a demon or anything of like that nature you know they zone in like on the women and i was just like you know what <laughs> fair game let's do the men and everything so i like i like that i really really like that um I mean, even like down to the book itself. Now I have it on Kindle, um, but I know that the paperback and the hardback book, because I love the design of like the crow on top of the um, skull. And I mean, when I like was just zooming through and just like going through every chapter, it has that Edgar Allan Poe feel, especially with the, the raven. And there's like this raven sitting on that on a skull and I was like ooh that is like some throwback Edgar Allan Poe I love that I really love it it's really beautiful just I mean it's just beautiful it really is and I like it when um, you have an author you know especially when you you know turn a page chapter one chapter two and it has like the title of you know of each chapter but you see this little image of like the the raven on top of the skull and it's just like gosh gosh you know it's nothing going to be dread and and evil and just like just something you can sink your teeth into and it just gives you that visual of knowing that this story it's not a happy one it's not a happy one and kudos to like miss germaine for like giving us really great horror especially with demons it also has uh witchcraft in it especially with hoodoo and voodoo in it 
the characters like i said are just mwah, chef's kiss um you can easily like just see yourself as either or of the character i know when i was reading it i felt like I felt a little bit like Crystal, but also a little bit like Simone. And Simone is a very um, intriguing character herself. She and Justin have like this, you know, unrequited love for each other. But like in the second book, it will be known. And I love that. Like I said, you have romance, you have, you know, supernatural, you have demons. I mean, just effing everybody up in here you have lots and lots of deaths so you better hold on tight and don't be sitting there, there bitching out reading this book you know you better take this shit long and strong while you read the brother's curse and that is it for this segment we are going to be going into the second book and this is the random horror show <laughs> 